Hey, Ash. Hey, Darren. <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh, my God. Guys, Chella got us. Chella got us good. We're Chella unwell. Chella got us good. Good. I'm unwell. So buckle up because <laughs> you're in for a ride. But I will say, my voice sounds sexy. <laughs> you should be on the, like, smooth jazz talk show. What's that one? What's that one? It's like 103.5. 947. Her name's is it her name like Karen? No, Ash. Her name's like Karen or something. And then she um at night she reads like stories from like she's like, hey Jenny, if you're listening, yeah. Ken wants you to know. He'll always be here for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I That's get what I, really I like. get, yeah. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That was such like a thing back in like the nineties where like people yeah. people loved listening to the yeah. radio. I don't remember the last time I actually listened to the radio. Yeah. So, Wild. Everyone, you're welcome. I'm gonna put you to sleep today. Turn up the speakers, guys. Turn up the speakers. I need your you need to match my level of sexy voice. Turn up the speakers, guys. You can't, I can't go that low. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a good like raspy voice Moment. i always love when i get kind of sick it's like phoebe when like, she mm, gets sick and mm. she's like what is it all the sudden shoes. yeah all of a sudden i'm like so mysterious yeah <laughs> who is she i already have kind of like a raspy voice so like when i do get sick it's like extra just like sultry mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. 
Anywho, hello everybody and welcome to Unsolicited hello, welcome Advice. Back to Unsolicited Advice. The podcast where y'all send in stories, we read them, we comment on comment on them and uh give you our unbiased advice. Unprofessional. Unprofessional advice. unbiased, but genuine, the most genuine. The, oh. Our heart and soul is behind the most. every advice that we give. Yes. Um, before we get in, just a friendly reminder to send us your stories. Um, we can't can help you like, if you don't send them in. Yeah. It could be like anything, though. It could be like, oh, my gosh, this weird situation happened at work. What would you have done? Like short stories, long stories, all the stories, funny, sad, serious, everything. Yes. Yes. So send it in. Uh, where can they send it at? They can send it at... Uh, no. Advice unsolicited pod at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Gmail. Gmail. Uh, please send them in. We would love to have them. Also, fun fact we have an Instagram. And you yeah. should follow us there if you want more of us because we're a, a riot. We are and then a also, you and could experience, you know, we also have our own personal socials where you could see us thriving at Coachella. <laughs> 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 why, why our voices are like this right now. Um, Hairstyles did this to yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> he did it. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you want to? Should we give a little Coachella re- recap? Yeah, um, Coachella was. Well, it's so interesting because, like, I definitely think Coachella's like changed over the years for sure. Yeah. Where also, it's been two years. It's been TikTokers two years. weren't a thing when we were there last That's time true. at all. I was dying. Like at one point, I was standing in line. And I look over and I'm like, why do those boys look so familiar? And it was those, have you seen those TikToks where like the elevator opens and it's like, what would you do if like we walked in the elevator and it's all these like cute boys, whatever. So it was like a few of them, right? And Mm -hmm. like one of them looked at me and smiled and I don't know why I just started like laughing because I was just like, this is weird. Like the fact that like. You're famous for being like thirst trappy, you know? So it blows my mind that TikTok was not a thing. The last time we went to Coachella. Yeah. And now all the parties were just full of TikTokers. Oh, that's like all that was there was TikTokers. Yeah. Like yeah. all of, all we, we got VIP tickets. Everyone in VIP. Yeah. They're all TikTokers. It was so, it's just so wild how quick that like the last two off. years yeah. like have changed everything. Mm-hmm. You know, if I wasn't a Megan the Stallion fan before, I a thousand percent am now. Oh, she put on a <laughs> show. She, like, I've always liked her music. I, like, love her now. I thought yeah. she was incredible. I thought her performance was incredible. She was one of those. The difference between her and, like, other performers was she just f- full send. Like, her yeah. entire thing. Every song was so intentional and purposeful. And, like, she danced so hard for every single one. And she was working. Well, also, I think people, like, who perform at Coachella forget how big of like a stage and venue it is so like when it's just one person up there unless you are just like an iconic person Mm -hmm. like you have to like you have to give the people like something gotta give a lot yeah so um which like usually i will say i was a little bummed this year with the lineup just because like i mean me and ash are like really into music and bands and stuff and there was like no bands it was like a lot of just like single performers yeah yeah and um a lot of like really mainstream stuff so Mm -hmm. that was one thing i was a little bit sad about like i i felt like coachella was more just like oh i'm with my friends and i'm going Mm -hmm. versus like years before i'm like oh my god i get to see this person this 
person, this person. Yeah. So I was like not really excited musically, other yeah. than like, of course, like it was great seeing like Harry Styles and, yeah. you know, like a couple of like the big performers. But um, yeah, that was like my one thing where I was kind of like bummed about. Also, I wrecked my feet the first day, so I was like not well. Taryn was out I was of commission well. all weekend because you wore <laughs> well. shoes that weren't yeah, the comfiest. Um, yeah. So she had horrible blisters all weekend. Yeah, I I crushed it in the shoe category. I don't know why I wore the comfiest shoes all weekend. I was fine. Um, it wasn't until like the end of Sunday that I was like, okay, yeah. I'm feeling it. Which you like know? most people by the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. But I like wore sneakers the whole time. I didn't bother with boots or I, yeah. I've done booties in the past. Waste of time. You can't walk. Yeah. You can't oh, walk. For sure. <laughs> for sure. I saw a girl in like straight up heels and I was Same. like, how, how are you alive? Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? That's how are, but awful. also I felt, I felt so old. <laughs> This well, Coachella. we are <laughs> because I was just like my allergies. It was so funny. I like my friend Tommy came up and he was like sneezing nonstop. And I definitely felt like I was like Mary Poppins of the group this year. Like oh. I had my blister kit with me. I was like dressing people's like blisters. Like, yeah. oh, you have a headache. I have Advil, like whatever. So he's sneezing. And I was like, oh, my God, do you need a Claritin? And he was like, yeah. So I hand him a Claritin and he takes it. And this girl walks by and she's like, yeah, bro, see you tomorrow. <laughs> and he like looks at her and he's like, it's a Claritin. Like, <laughs> but she was just thinking she's it was like, like some crazy Molly. drug. Yeah. <laughs> some E. The difference between like us at Coachella and yeah. everyone but the stand is always wild so yeah, yeah. allergies oh God, were not... in like full full, full force. force yeah it was bad yeah but we're back we are back I'm, we survived I'm not recovered I um stupidly scheduled a biopsy on my neck like literally like two days after I got back yeah. so I'm not only like physically emotionally drained but yeah. like my neck is throbbing so it's just been like we're in a rough spot it's been a week we're yeah. in a rough spot we're recovering we're recovering but yeah so we're back and now we're back in business <laughs> let's go we saw ua it. stops for no one ua stops for no one we're like we are recording today we are, we're getting through it we're doing the damn thing no makeup no voice but we're going for it <laughs> Well, uh, normally we go into the Turn It Up segment at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the funny part where you guys send in hilarious, embarrassing stories and we just all get a good laugh at you yeah. <laughs> collectively. <laughs> um, so if you have anything funny that has happened in your life that you want to share, please send it in because we would yes, love to laugh please. at you. But with, with you, you but with, also with at you um today i figured taryn can go ahead and share something that happened to her this weekend speaking of coachella i wasn't there for this and i'm devastated <laughs> but everyone in our group went out of their way to come up to me and say yeah it was bad <laughs> and i was like oh no i wish someone got it on film out of well, all of the youtubers in our group no one caught it on film okay so in their defense we were running to go see Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh -huh. And, you know, <laughs> the, the the field is massive. It's like, so big. A massive field. And I actually did get a picture of the hole with Kaylee <laughs> put her fist in it because we were dying. But I'm running across the field and all of a sudden my ankle just straight up like bends in half and I like Superman fall into the field, no. right? And I'm laying, <laughs> I'm literally laying on the floor and you know, like um, I think Murph and Kaylee were with me and they're like, okay, like pop up, pop up. And I'm laying there and I'm like, is my foot still attached to my body? Like I literally, it hurt so bad. No. And then we look behind and then we're all dying because there's this like 
probably the size of like a softball, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like just a hole in the Mm -hmm. grass. And like, what are the odds that my heel of Mm -hmm. my shoe just Mm -hmm. lands directly into it? But yeah, I fell so hard. Like it was like hard enough that everyone in the vicinity like froze like nobody even laughed. That's yeah. how you know it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> when no. like no one even laughs, everyone just stopped to be like, "Are you okay?" And then like the crowd moved on when I just was like laying there, like I'm just gonna lay here a minute. <laughs> just need like five minutes. I just it need was a second. so bad. It oh was so God. bad. I got a text. Taryn texted me and was like, "So I fell. I fell. I was at a brand <laughs> deal that I had to go to um, for my partnership with them, and I couldn't be there for that. Um, but she texted me and is like, "So I fell." Dude, and I, I was like, oh no. And then I get there and one by one, everyone comes up to me and goes, oh my God, a that's picture. a giant hole. It's a huge hole. A gi- we'll, we'll post, post it for you guys yeah, yeah, on Instagram. We'll it's it, a we'll giant hole. Um, w- one by one, all of our friends come up to me and goes, did you hear Tanner and Fowl? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I heard. It sh- was it bad? And they were they were like, oof, it was really bad. <laughs> I was like, oh my I just like I fell at Alicia's party. I felt I'm like Oh my god, we yes. just did a turn up with you falling. It was the same ankle, so I think that's why I was faced so much because like my ankle was just starting to like build back strength. Yeah. But man, I broke my ankles. It was it was terrible. I broke my ankles. It was terrible. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my tearing it up. It was embarrassing. If you were at Coachella and saw a girl go flying, it was probably me. Yeah. But I'm fine. <laughs> Don't I'm worry. Fine. Don't worry about her. She's yeah. good. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive on in. Did you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I have no preference. I'm going to go first. Okay. (laughs) This one is titled The 20s Blues. Somebody point me in the right direction. 20s. Like she's in her 20s. The 20s Blues. Somebody point me in the right direction. Mm. Uh, They write, Dear Ashley and Taryn, 
I am 20 years old, almost 21, and in desperate need of some big sister advice from the two girls who have kept me company since the beginning of the pandemic when I discovered this beautiful podcast. Okay, why was that like I the sweetest statement ever? Let's, <laughs> let's begin with me providing some brief context for the story. As I said, I am 20 years old and have lived in the same Midwest city for most of my life. I'm currently in my third year of college working towards my bachelor's degree in environmental science. While I am passionate about the environment and enjoy the classes, I do not know if I see myself pursuing it as a career right now. On top of that, I also work part-time for a local small business. At the beginning of 2022, I did what most third-year college students find themselves doing, applying for internships. As I was applying for internships, I had a revelation where I began to acknowledge what I actually desire out of my life. This revelation first began with what I want my career to look like and quickly spiraled into me laying on my bedroom floor, staring at the ceiling, contemplating the meaning of life Oof. and what my life purpose is. That's we've heavy. All been there. That's we've heavy, all but been we've there. all been there. Yeah. After my bedroom ceiling became boring to look at, I was still left with so many questions. All I do know is that I cannot work for a corporate nine to five desk job for the rest of my life. No shade. It's just not for me. I am terrified of working at a job that I hate because I grew up with two parents who openly chatted about how much they hated their jobs and I want a better life for myself. I want to travel the world and explore new cities and live in different places and meet new people. I have so many hopes and dreams and possibilities in my head of where I could end up or what I could do, bringing me to the much needed advice. She puts, I love this. Her question is in all bold and caps. How do I discover or find direction in my life when it has been dictated by outside sources? She adds in parentheses, parents, the school system, mm. et cetera, for so long. How do I pick and choose between the millions of possibilities in my head? And how do I feel confident in that decision? How do I discover who I am and not who or what the world wants me to be? I feel like I am about to be thrown into a world and expected to know what I am doing and what I want to do with the rest of my life. And just simply, I don't know. For a girl who loves to have a plan and be in control, I feel like I have neither of those things right now. And any advice would be greatly appreciated. With love, Anonymous. She adds a P.S. Before you mention it, I want to acknowledge that I know that I'm, quote, young and, quote, have my whole life to figure out what I want to do. Yet I have come to realize over these past few months how precious life is and that time is not guaranteed. And I want to live my life now and not look back at my life with any regrets. Yeah. I really well, appreciated the P.S. because I was like, yeah, that's probably the first thing we would have said yeah, would have been like, yeah. you're 20, you know. But it's nuts. Like, I remember... I think I've I think I've always been really good at putting myself in like other people's mm -hmm. shoes. Mm -hmm. And it's funny cuz even though like of course that's like your first go to is to be like you're so young you have so much of your life ahead of you. Then you like, blink. People I also remember, say you blink and it's gone. Yeah, I remember being in my 20s and I was in a relationship. I literally thought I had my whole life planned, like when I was getting married, what I wanted to do and all these things. And it's nuts to me to see how my life is so different now. But at that time, it didn't take away from like me feeling like so final about like everything I was doing. So I think it's sometimes like especially when we're talking to people who are younger than us and who it's very easily 
easy for us to be like, oh, honey, like just wait it out. Mm -hmm. But that's not helpful like at all for people who feel like, no, this is my life and these are the stresses I have. Like I feel pressure to choose my future right now. Yeah. Like it doesn't help that, oh, you changed your major five times and it took you seven years to graduate college, aka me. But it's like me in my moment right now like I'm struggling so yeah. I think it's I think it's important to remember that because I think you're right like that is our go-to of like you just give it some time you'll mm-hmm. be fine like oh girl wait till you're in your mid-20s you know what I mean yeah, yeah. we'll go ahead and say it and get it over with 20 is a very confusing age yeah so it, it does make sense that you are going through this at that age yeah because it's such a huge transformational time in your life so that being said um I do think that as a society, we put so much pressure on like career. I remember even in high school, all my friends knew what college they were going to. They knew what they were going to study. I yeah. couldn't figure it out for the life of me. me. I couldn't even figure out what city college I wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what my career path looked like um, because I could barely keep up with high school, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I... I also felt that pressure even at high school. Got even worse in college. I remember sitting my parents down Uh, while I was at my junior college and telling them I was going to drop out because I couldn't, I couldn't figure out what I was doing. It felt like a waste of time and money and energy. And, you know, they were supporting me as much as they could, but I didn't want to waste their money on on something that I couldn't even figure out. so So I ended up having to take a break, which with the majority of my friend group, I think was looked down upon uh, from quote dropping out of college. Um, but I had to do what was right for me. And I know that it had a a bad stigmatism to it. And like, oh, if you drop out of college, like the statistics (laughs) of like where you're going to go in life is what, is what people say, um, like drop astronomically according to, you know, your college advisor. Um, so that weighs heavily on you as you're sitting there trying to make these decisions. And then eventually I did get my through college and it did take me six years but what's hilarious is I'm not doing what I went to school for I ended up going to school more for like a pride thing I was like okay I'm, I'm so close to finishing I have to stick it out and get it done but what I ended up doing was so far beyond what like yeah. school even was and especially at that time influencing in YouTube was brand new so when I told people this is what I was gonna do the amount of people oh I cannot even imagine were were just like but that's not a job yeah and and that's not safe and that's you know god bless my parents for being so understanding but anyone else outside that I told um honestly I think looked at it as very like cringy Yeah. And I think what would be helpful for you, Anonymous, would be to figure out what it is that's holding you back. Because looking back, all I wanted to do was make YouTube videos. But what was bothering me and holding me back was thinking about what other people would think Mm -hmm. of me dropping out of school, Mm -hmm. thinking about what other people would think of me not knowing what major I wanted to do and thinking about what my other friends would think about me posting YouTube videos. Yeah. Eventually, I had to come to a place where I was like, Let them say it's cringe. (laughs) Like, let them judge me. Let them think it's stupid. Let them think it's a waste of time. This is what I feel like I want to do, and I'm going to do it. And I'm so happy I did because I'm still doing it, and it makes me very happy. So I think it's almost just as important to figure out what's keeping you from jumping ship on the corporate world and doing something different. 
Yeah, and I think, like, it's so weird because I don't know, like, I mean, with everything in life, right? Like, we have all these, like, unspoken standards and, like, forms of measurement for everything, like, right? Like, even, like, the form of what society sees as beautiful or, mm-hmm. like, if if you're hot, you have to be, like, skinny. You have to have, like, long, flowy hair. You have to be natural but also have, like, thick eyebrows. You have to – like, all these things. I'm like, who 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 is on the board like, where is the meeting Just, happening who's deciding this? that's voting all this crap, yeah. right? Also, but what I, person has all of those features? No girl. one. Something's fake. <laughs> Me. Um, <laughs> so, like, not only that, but I think, too, in, like, occupation, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will easily look down on people that are doing a job, like... Um, you know, like one of my first jobs was like a waitress, right? At Red Robin. Yeah. And I think like it was always like, okay, but like when are you going into like your big girl job, you yeah. know? But like sometimes I look at, I'll go to eat, right? And I'll see this person that's like giving their all at their job. They are just glowing. You can tell they love what they do. And then I'll see other people that are in these quote unquote great jobs that are stressed, depressed, like, not in great relationships, like not in a good place in life. And I think like it just it just goes to show that like there really is no right or wrong when it comes to what you go to in a career path. Mm-hmm. But I think I think also there can be different places for a job in your life. There can be a job that you literally are like, hey, I am doing this to make money and to have security and stability and insurance and all the things. Mm-hmm. But I don't love it. It's not my passion. But outside of work is where I pursue my passions. Or you can do a job because it is something you're passionate about. And maybe you don't make as much money, but you're willing to sacrifice that to do something you love. Like, there's no right or wrong thing. It it ultimately comes down to when you lay your head on the pillow at night, are you doing stuff in life that fulfills you and makes you feel like you're going down the path you're meant to? Yeah. So, so all of the pressure that is coming from everyone at the end of the day, they're not the ones laying their head on your pillow Mm -hmm. and having to deal with your emotions, your stress level, your fulfillment, like you are. Yeah. So you have to strip everything aside and take time to really like feel out what matters to you. Mm -hmm. And that might be interning or taking an elective or dipping your toes in different things till all of a sudden you sit there and you're like, Wow. And and we all know, like we've all done it. Like Mm -hmm. I remember my first psychology class sitting there and being like, I've never been so intrigued and invested in something in my life. And that's how I knew I wanted to do something where I'm helping people. Right. So it really is trial and error. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, I think we look at schooling as like, oh, I wasted all these years and I'm not even doing it. No, those skills are going to come into place somewhere in life. It just might look different, right? And at the end of the day, a a degree is a degree. And some jobs, all they want to know is you have a degree. They don't care like what it's in. So either way, I think it's valuable. But everything that we do is inching us closer to a path, even if it has nothing to do with like the current step you're on. A hundred percent. So it's just perseverance, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I also think a, the common misconception is that your career is linear, but I, I really a thousand percent believe that some jobs are there for a season and you have, you know, you have your high school job, you have your college job, you have your like barista job, and then all of a sudden you like dove into 
assisting that came out of nowhere, but yeah. an opportunity pre- presented itself mm-hmm. and it, it looked like a better option for you. So you ended up turning right instead of staying on yeah. this path. And then when you had that uh, assistant job, you ended up coming across another assistant job for someone even better. And maybe it's in an industry that you prefer. Yeah. Like maybe you're very into music and you end up um, being an assistant for, you know, someone who's very heavily in music and that allows you to meet other people yeah. and get more invested into, you know, something else. But it's, it's not a, I graduate college, I become an assistant for someone who works in music. It's like this weaving, winding road yeah. that presents opportunities for you to either take or leave. Fully. And you just have to be open to having change. Yeah, even remember, I don't remember how long it was ago. It was like a few years ago, like we were having a conversation and you were like in this point in your life too where you were like, I'm just not feeling like I like I feel like something's missing like I want like I miss having a job that I'm like going to every day Mm -hmm. I miss having that structure and you were even like I might get a job at like a coffee house like to have do you remember that yeah because you were just like you were like I feel a lack of something and for you at that time it was a lack of like a structured like I know every day like I have this this and this yeah to work around yeah and so like that was something then you were like okay I'm seeing this void how do I fill it yeah and eventually obviously you filled it in a different way but I think that's like what we've talked about so many times like if I if you walk into a room and I look at you and I have feelings of jealousy jealousy I'm not jealous of you I'm jealous of something you have that like I lack which we talked about jealousy actually being a flag for something else something that you're experiencing yeah so I think the same thing in job searching is like trying to find like okay like why did I not like that experience? Was it because there wasn't like a community? So I need to look for a job that has some sort of community. Was it the hours? Was it, I wasn't challenged. So I want a job that's harder. Was it, I was too challenged. So I want a job that's a little more low key. Like, like it really is about dissecting everything and like sitting back and being like, okay, so here's the facts. So like, how do I like find something that fits into that? You know, yeah. I went to a bachelorette party years ago, met this girl, fell in love with her. We had like, we just clicked. It was mm-hmm. one of those things where we just, and this, what's funny is like, we hung out that one time. That was it. Yeah. I never saw her again, <laughs> but we like clicked during that entire wedding situation. Um, and we hung out and chatted and we were talking about, I was diving into YouTube at the time. She was an artist and she painted and she did digital art and she worked for these huge companies like Roxy, like Volcom, like all these surfer yeah. kind of companies. Cause she was a, very much a surfer girl. She told me this was a job she loved, right? It was so overwhelming and hard for her. She quit and got a job at Trader Joe's for two years, just stacking cans. And she said that was the most transformational time in her life because she mentally, emotionally, like could not put out what she was needing to put out for all of these different companies. It was so overwhelming to her. She took a two-year break, worked at Trader Joe's, stacked cans, became re-inspired, quit her job and dove back into art yeah. again. And it was, it wasn't even her story specifically that struck a chord. It was that she wasn't scared of letting go and yeah. doing what she needed yeah. to do. And it, and, and in the like full spectrum, it helped her fall back in love with yeah. something that she loved, you know? So I, I think the moral of the story or the message that I'm trying to say is that it's okay to accept changes if it's in the best interest for you. Yeah. So like if you need to take a break after school and go travel and get that out of your system, 
There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. If you need to go try a random internship that doesn't make sense on your portfolio, that doesn't make sense with your career path, just to like know that you don't want to do it or to find out if you want to do it, like yeah. do it. Oh, a thousand Now's the time. Percent. So be open to these opportunities coming your way and just see how it resonates with you. Yeah. And I think like to clarify, like both me and Ash, like with what we were saying, like we're not saying that like working at a coffee shop or Trader Joe's is like beneath anything. Like that's no. not the point. It's 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 being willing to accept doing a job that's outside of like what your initial plan for your life was yeah. because it, it fills that a different type of void that like you're needing at that time. Yeah, I want to go ahead and say Trader Joe's employees are probably the happiest ones on the so planet. Why are they so nice? Yes. I know. I would a thousand percent do that. I literally, this is a total side note, but I, when my grandpa had passed away, um, I went to a Trader Joe's and I was like having just like a really hard day. And the guy looked at me and he was like, Hey, like, how's your day going? And I don't know what it was. Cause like, usually I'm just like, Oh, I'm good. You know, whatever. But I like looked at him and I was just like, I'm having like a really hard day. Like my grandpa's funeral was yesterday. I don't know why I'm getting emails. <laughs> I'm, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. <laughs> oh my God. I think I'm going to cry, but it's just. Okay. So I was like, my grandpa's funeral was yesterday, and like, I'm really having like a hard day. Yeah. And it was so. He just like, he acknowledged it, but he also like kept talking. And in our conversation, he was like, Oh, like, do you like flowers? And I was like, Yeah. He was like, What's your favorite flower? I was like, Sunflower. And just kind of like rolling past, like, whatever. So as he's finishing up, he was like, Oh, hold on one second. He comes back with a bouquet of sunflowers and he was like, I hope you. <laughs> I hope you. <laughs> hope you have a. What? I hope your day is better and I'm so oh. sorry for your loss. And I literally, That's I so was sweet. like, I was like, thank you so much. And I literally walked to my car and I was like sobbing. Yeah. Because it was just like such a beautiful thing. Like I ended up like coming back the next day with like a card and chocolates and like left it with the manager because he wasn't there but it was like just like the most genuine like to have a stranger just like genuinely care like dang yeah. you're having like a hard day but yeah. but I've had like multiple interactions with people who work at Trader Joe's that are just like gems yeah we <sighs> Sorry, love Trader Joe's I mean to get <laughs> emotional but but anonymous I think the the answer to how do I discover who I am and not what the world wants me to be? I think the answer to how do I pick between the millions of possibilities and like the answer to how do I discover or find direction in my life is to simply be open when possibilities and opportunities uh. come your way. If it sounds scary or it sounds a little like off off topic for you or, or a little out of reach for your career path, don't just say no to it just because of that. Like if it strikes a chord with you, it's worth pursuing. Also, like, I think in response to when people are coming at you being like, hey, I think this is a mistake. Like, you're going to regret this. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, I think it's like, I think it's important to just be like, but it's my mistake. Yeah. Like, it's my Own mistake. It. Like, if you want to do this, it. If this turns out to be terrible, like, 
at least, like, I will know. And, like, mistakes are, like, the things that form us more than anything. I was also going to say, I feel like mistakes often lead to the bigger opportunities sometimes. So I think it's really just, like, embracing. I think you need to, like, silence out people. Like, go on a long drive. Go, like, sit on the beach. Do something. Write pros and cons lists. Like, just, just really, like, get in tune with you and how you feel and just take that pressure off because even though we said we're so against this, you are in like your younger years and everybody is feeling that too. Like I never thought I would be where I am now back then. My plan for my life was that I was on my way to marriage and to have my own private practice for counseling, which like (laughs) lol, literally opposite. But like that's the thing is like I'm so happy and fulfilled because I just kept pursuing like the things that made me happy and I found like fulfillment and so I think take the pressure off of yourself one day at a time really get in tune with who you are and like what you want and the rest will fall into place don't be scared to try new things yeah girl um You've got this anonymous. I hope that was helpful. I know a lot of people are listening to this and being like, hmm, me. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, I mean, that's how I felt, even though I'm so much older now. Um, I felt the exact same way at that age. That is so normal. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing. Okay, this one is titled the in quotes who's busiest competition Ooh, uh, that's a great title right i know hi there my name is claire and i'm writing to ask for advice for one of the relationships i have with one of my best friends for some background i'm an enneagram type nine not my people I have people. The the pause was so long because I gave Ashley a look that I thought she was going to jump in, but then she didn't. So then I was like, like, it's either a two or it's a nine. (laughs) Uh, What if I was like, no, it's a seven. No, it's a seven. (laughs) You should have known. Recently, I moved out of state in order to obtain my master's in nursing. I'm really excited with my change of scenery, and I've been living on my own for the last few months. I have had so much support from my family, friends, and my boyfriend. However, I feel like I'm having a hard time connecting with one of my long-term best friends. I have always tried to support my friend to the best of my abilities. She graduated from college one year early and is just now about to finish up with uh, graduate school. I couldn't be more happy and proud of her success, but whenever we get together, I feel like I am not able to share with her about what's going on with me and my new school. She makes frequent comparisons between our school and life schedules and insists that she is always going to be much busier than I am. This has gotten to the point where I don't feel like she supports me in my future career at all. The most recent time that we have met up, I tried to set a boundary so that I could hopefully try to avoid the who's busier competition that she makes in conversations. This mostly worked until we started talking about summer plans after graduation. She will be starting a new job and insists that her hours are going to keep her from having any free time at all. Meanwhile, I will be entering another whirlwind of a semester in nursing school and I'm trying to keep my head afloat. I'm starting to feel drained every time I see my friend and I'm frustrated since I was hoping that she would be more empathetic and interested about my life since starting school again. I feel really uncomfortable about confronting her. (laughs) Hashtag nine. Yeah. Yeah. 
about how I feel since she is not aware of how she has made me feel unworthy when it comes to my achievements in school and my future. Personally, I don't think that I should be having this problem in the first place with someone I consider to be one of my best friends. What should I do? Should I wait for her to come around since she's always going to be hashtag hashtag quote unquote busier than me or learn to walk away and focus on me and my future as well as spending time with others who really support me thanks the not so busy nursing student (laughs) that's hilarious because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure nurses don't get a break especially I had a friend that went through nursing school didn't see her I did not see her insanity I've heard it's insane and I mean the job alone is insane let alone school like I heard schooling was wild yeah so it's hilarious that she's making you feel somehow less than for not being that busy which hate yeah hate the tone (laughs) I can hear it through your writing yeah um it's a sucky situation to be in because it's making it's because she's making you feel less than yeah doesn't because it doesn't matter who's busy or who's not like that's stupid why are we even comparing that what's stupid is how she's making you feel less than yeah and that's not okay Mm -hmm. if for some reason my little nine you managed to muster up the amount of energy to have a confrontational conversation about this where you address her diminishing your passion and your job then I think that's where I would direct it I would I would be like let's not with the busy stuff that's stupid why are we even talk discussing that I want to talk about how you are making me feel like you have a much better job a much better life than me yeah because that's not fair and in fact that's actually mean that's just straight mean girl stuff so like if if that is her intention behind it, which I pray to God it's not, then I think you need to leave. Yeah. Because that's not, no one needs to be dealing with that, especially in the middle of nursing school. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's funny because like, I feel like I can relate to this to an extent because I think in in the group, especially my group, like when I was out here in LA, um, I felt a lot of those feelings of like, I think because like everyone was in like the same field and so like, like would be talking about the same stuff, like put value in a lot of the same stuff. It was hard for me to feel like my, my stuff was appreciated or like that people like genuinely cared. You know what I mean? So, which is, is, is really hard, especially when you're doing something you're very passionate about, Mm -hmm. like nursing school, she's doing something where she's helping people. Like she's pursuing what she wants to do. My job, like my like full-time job is like very much about like helping kids. And so there's a lot of stuff. Like I have really hard days. I have days that I find like I had like a huge victory or breakthrough with one of my like cases and and so it was really hard for me because like I'd want to share about it. I think it was not as much that people didn't care but that it just wasn't in the same wheelhouse of stuff that like everyone else was involved with. So it almost felt like isolating a little bit. And so I had to like find my way of being like okay if I really want to talk about something, then I need to like interject it. And if people respond in ways that's hurtful to me, then I need to like protect my like news I want to share and share it with people that do get excited. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay to find those different people for different reasons, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that was like something I had to kind of like morph through. And that was with a group that like genuinely loves me and like never like tried tried to like intentionally make me feel bad. I think sometimes when people feel really guilty about 
stuff they lack in. Like for her, maybe she's feeling guilty and knowing like she's not being a good friend at all. So her way of always being like, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, is kind of covering her own butt of like, oh, that's why I haven't been calling. That's why like I haven't really been there. she needs. Yeah, it's like she's needing to feel like oh my god well my life is so busy because she's either seeking attention from you or she's trying to cover her bases because she knows like she's not being a good friend yeah those are kind of two things that popped in my head when I read it but I don't know I could see either one of those being the issue um but I do I do feel like there's a I don't want to use the word malicious but I do feel like there's like there's a sting underneath what she's saying and again, I'm, Who I'm says only, I'm always going to be busier than you. Like that's such an yeah, unnecessary statement. I'm only going off of what anonymous has written, but like the if that if that's what she said verbatim, that's that there, she there's did something put it in quotes. Okay, well, damn. Yeah. Then in my opinion, I think she's being very mean, and I feel yeah. like you should distance yourself to protect yourself. I agree. Um, because you are actually in one of the busiest times of your life. Nursing school is hell, and that is like common knowledge. So. Mm-hmm you need to protect yourself and make sure that you are able to get through and finish school successfully. And if she's holding you back slash being baggage in any way, then deal with her later. Like you have, it sounds mean, but also she's being mean. (laughs) So you can be a friend, but from a healthier distance where you can focus on school and not feel like you're being attacked for a job that you love. No, I agree. And I think I think one of the things like people like her who I think whether it's intentional or not, take advantage of the friends in their life that are like there. I think they're the ones that put themselves in risk of losing those people, Mm -hmm. because ultimately, I think. Claire, you need to set boundaries and step aside and start to look for people who like support and are going to gas you up in like something that means something to you. Does that mean you have to have this giant we're not friends confrontation? Like, no, I don't Mm -hmm. think so. I think you should voice and just be like, hey, um, I I did it with Ash and Mm -hmm. Alicia. I literally was like, hey, sometimes I feel like like I want to share my days with you, but sometimes like I get a weird vibe, but like you're not interested. And they were like, we just don't understand. <laughs> like we have no child development knowledge. So we're like, oh, that's cool. But like, we don't even know what like questions to ask because we're like, the we best don't get part, it. The best part is when Taryn would use acronyms. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. damn it. I I'd don't know like, what oh that means. Oh my gosh, I had an IEP today, blah, blah, blah. And I talked for like 20 minutes and then Ashley would go. It's an IEP. And I would be like, oh my God. Be like, I'm, I'm so, sorry. so sorry. Yeah. Like, Taryn, talk to me like I'm 12, please. Yeah. But like, I didn't, like, I feel like, did you feel like that was a huge confrontation? Not at all. No, because I feel like it was me just genuinely being like, hey, like, I've been killing it at work and like, I want to share it with you. Yes. And I'm, I'm sure after I said that, even though like, you probably, it didn't shift you into being like, oh, I can't wait to hear what Taryn's doing today. But I think when I did start to talk about work, you probably were like, oh, okay, I need to like give her that attention. I would listen harder because I obviously am proud of everything that Taryn does. But if I don't understand something, I also need to need to be like, hey, what is yeah, that? What is that? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it is going to show on my face. I'm not going to know what you're talking about. Yeah. I can be excited for you. But I need to also voice like, hey, can you break that down a little bit for me? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What exactly happened? Like, no, I don't sure. understand. So 
there that but that even that wasn't a big confrontation no, it was I like hey i want to i want to tell you something that happened and i'd appreciate if you listened and i was like okay yeah and so i but i think as nines every conversation feels, feels like it's going to be a fight so that's why i'm saying it like i think that you can approach it in a gentle way of just mm-hmm. being like hey i love you so much and i'm not just i'm not diminishing how hard your life is and schooling and your job and everything like I'm so pumped for you and I support you but like I like if I'm honest sometimes I feel like I like I'm not supported in return and like that there's this weird competition of like who's busier Mm -hmm. and I just like I wanted to let you know like I don't want it to feel like that like I want to be able to come to you and share the struggles I'm having and you Mm -hmm. to support me just like I'm going to support you yeah and then it like move on.com now if she doesn't change or like seem to care that like you're sharing that stuff of what you need then that's when you need to take the steps of finding other people and that's when she's at risk of when she does decide to just magically become a good friend again you might not be there yeah and that's like the risk that happens you know so that would be my suggestion, like yeah. a gentle conversation. You're a nine, so I get it. I would, I mean, you can give tips, Ash, but I feel like from what I've oh, seen I'm of ready. you, like think about what you have to say, like really verbalize, like what is the main point I want to say and either write it out and send it or just like practice that speech in your head so you can say it. But mm-hmm. I think it definitely needs to be at least like addressed. Yeah, I agree with Taryn. Two things I want to say nines are very out of touch with their emotions so anything that feels emotional feels dangerous and it's I'm obviously a nine and I'm still working on it so if there's something that you have to say find someone who's a safe person that you can practice saying it with write it down text it those are all safe things one day eventually you'll get to the being able to talk about it in person but like until then there is nothing wrong with writing it out Um, and then I've said it on this podcast many times before, but Brene Brown has this beautiful quote of, uh, the story I'm telling myself is, technically, we still don't know if this girl is maliciously trying to undermine your career. So, even though I think she's being mean, (laughs) let's go ahead and give her the benefit of the doubt. And what I would do is I would use Brene's trick of saying, hey, the story I'm telling myself is, when you say that I'll always be busier than you and that you'll always have this, you know, uh, you'll you'll never have time for me and blah 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 blah. It to me the story I'm telling myself when I hear you say that is that my job is less than I am less than mm-hmm. and you will always be superior to me. Yeah, I'm sure that's not how you're intending it, <laughs> but that's how I'm hearing yeah. it. So I mm-hmm. just really would love to clarify yeah. what you mean yeah. when you say you'll always be busier than me, and that puts her in an amazing position to save herself and say that's not at all what I meant. I was yeah. just venting. I was having a hard day. Or to become aware, like, oh, yeah, crap. Yeah. yeah, like that gives her, she has two options. She either accepts it, apologizes, like, here's you, or she starts acting kind of weird and is a little fidgety. And that is a red flag number one to start, like, slowly distancing yeah. yourself. Um, or she'll get super freaking defensive, which yeah. is always so telling. Yeah, when you're just like, cool. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's what I thought. And either way, that's the answer you need. It could be a good answer, it could be a bad answer, but either way, this is type of conversation that needs to happen I think for you to be able to walk away freely and know that you tried and you you know did your best but you have to prioritize yourself now yeah and I think like from what what I'm hearing like you're the type of person that needs validation which there's nothing wrong with I am too 
Um, most people are. Yeah. So I think I think that, you know, like I feel like most people would be quick to be like, well, you need to just be proud of yourself and know that what you're doing is great. Well, duh. Like, and hopefully you do know that. Like, and that is something you should focus on. But if you are needing that validation and like positive reinforcement from people, I think you just need to seek out who that is. Like, I know the certain people I'm going to call when I had a really good day at work that are going to be, like, so pumped for me. Like, Ashley's mom, I love talking to her about my job. I was just going to talk about my mom, too. Because she asked me so many questions. She's always, like, so fascinated by what I'm saying. And then she always ends with being, like, that was so beautiful that you could be that person. And I always end up getting emotional because a lot of my job is very like unseen Mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's hard to share about my job without it feeling like I'm like bragging about certain things. So I need those people that I can like every once in a while, just like have those reminders of like what I'm doing matters. Yeah. And it's okay if it's like not your best friend, like it's okay to like find someone else to do that too. I go to my mom for very specific things. I go to my sister for very specific things. I go to you for very Mm -hmm. specific things. I go to my dad for very specific (laughs) things. Like there's uh, my whole circle of people in my life. I have very specific talents and gifts that they can pour into you and when I need help I run to my mom yeah I don't run I sprint to my mom because she's so gifted at just listening and caring and just giving the most sound advice and like I'll always go to her first and 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 no like mean way but before my sister probably before Taryn like that's just she's my mom and she's so good at it you know and I'll go to my sister for work stuff I'll go to you for friend stuff like there's just I think there's nothing wrong in having friends yeah. that you allow to pour into you with what they're good Fully. at, you know, and going percent. to them for that. I have for that. Someone get this girl a shot of espresso. I've hit my quota. We were going to record two episodes today, and on the way I texted Ashley. I was like, I can't do it. She said, I can't do it. I said, I'm hurting. I got. I can't. My neck. This is great because I can move my neck to the left yeah. a lot easier than the right. Than the right. So like, it's, so it's a perfect. Like, poor anyways. baby. Anyways, Any thank you, anonymous, who. for writing in. Friend drama is always the worst. It is freaking um, the worst. But I really do think you are seeing this with a lot of clarity, and I really do think that this is going to be very beneficial if and when you do end up having this conversation. I think it's going to be so so clear to you where this person belongs in your life yeah no I fully agree I'm excited for you to get that clarity and to move on.com move on.com um here I'll end with a dad joke I feel like I haven't done a dad dad joke oh my god I'm done ouch yeah dad joke in the last couple episodes have I I have no memory of it we blacked out yeah I blacked out what 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 do sprinters eat before a race Sprint. What do sprinters eat before a race? Run, runner, runny, <laughs> runny, peanut butter. <laughs> Run, runny. I'm sweating. Banana split. <laughs> Nothing. They fast. <laughs> Run, guys! Thank you so Runny. much for making it to the dad joke. Things are getting weird over here, oh. so we're gonna we're gonna call it quits. But be sure to. <laughs> 
<laughs> be sure to stay tuned. Here. We'll talk to you guys in the next episode, which will be coming soon. We love you guys the most. Love you. Bye. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.